Welcome to the We Shape podcast. We have a very exciting episode for you guys today. We have our challenge winner, Dee, here. And I'm just going to jump right in because she's here. We're not going to do a crazy normal intro that we do and then bring her in. She's here. So we're going to get started. We got she's questions. She's here all the way from yeah. Florida, right? I, I, I mean, know. that's a long trip. Yeah. So I just want to say welcome, Dee. Thank you very much. You're here. You are our recent challenge winner, and we're so excited to kind of dive into who you are, what your experience has been. And uh, maybe we'll start with like just uh, – actually what I really want to do is start with for people who are listening who don't know what our challenge is, we should probably give them context. Yeah, that's yes. a good idea. Okay, so, good. Tyler, do you want to share like yeah. what is our challenge? Because I don't want people to instantly go, oh, well, weight loss. It's, yeah, know, I'm like, oh, let's, sure. let's clarify what the challenge is. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, everybody probably is a f- familiar with like fitness challenges and weight loss challenges. And um, it's a really good way to kickstart people into just kind of showing up and doing things that are they're going to help them support their goals. Um, we ran a lot of weight loss challenges and stuff in the past too. And, and again, like I think they're great experiences for people for the most part. But um, what we realized with WeShape, and we've talked about this a million times, is like that doesn't do anything for the self-image, right? That doesn't do anything to help somebody really feel good in their body and about their body, which is what we're all about here. And so we, d- we decided, okay, how do we do a challenge that's not about changing how you look, but changing how you feel, again, in your body and about your body? And so we put together a different kind of challenge that embodies kind of the, the quote unquote we shape way that Katie is the, the kind of, um, you know, pioneering, I guess you could say. And, you know, so what we focus on is this. We bring people into a challenge for 30 days. Each week we focus on one of the four core topics that we try to get people to focus on um, within we shape. So we start with movement. Just come in, do some workouts, um, you know, just get your body uh, comfortable with these workouts and start being more aware of how your body feels when you move because that way you can connect with your body and show up for your body and really feel good in your body, right? And then we take it to community, right? And we start connecting people with community. And just, I think the beautiful part about the community section is just when people start being vulnerable and sharing, I think everybody goes, oh, I have that problem. I thought I was on an island by myself, right? Mm. And then we, st- then we start talking about beliefs and we start dissecting beliefs. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast and, um, and helping people kind of identify those beliefs and dissect them themselves. And then we talk about intention as well, which is like, why? Why are you doing this? And we try to repattern that from I'm doing this because I'm constantly judging myself and I want to lose weight, blah, 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 to, hey, I'm doing this because I want to show up for myself as an act of self-care rather than self-judgment. And so we, we changed the way we do our challenges. Um, and I got to say the last one, was by far the absolute most amazing challenge I've ever been a part of. Um, some of these live calls that we host each week, uh, not some of them, I think pretty much all of them brought me to tears just because I could see the impact that we're making on people's lives by just telling them, you're enough right now and it's okay to show up for you right now. And, um, and we, have, we have prizes, right? And, and the people who are most engaged in the challenge um, tend to end up in those top spots and then we end up picking a winner. And this year, or this uh, challenge, we picked D. And a huge part of that was, and this is a huge part of the journey. I have so so many good questions that I think are, (laughs) I'm really genuinely curious about. It felt like what happened in D, something clicked, right? Some people, it takes time to go through these things and like understand it, but something clicked in D. And um, so as a part of the, the, being the grand prize winner, we flew out to WeShape headquarters. You're here in our beautiful hometown. um, And uh, you know, we get to have you on the podcast and hang out and get to do a one-on-one session with you. So, I mean, that's what the challenge is all about. I mean, did I miss anything or do you want to? I think you got it. I think the main focus that I want to drive home is like, we're doing a challenge, but the challenge has the goal of better connection with self. Showing up for yourself. I even think you, when we were trying to advertise for the challenge, I think our, our crew had me 
throwing scales to in the recycling can <laughs> yeah. and like it's not about weight loss it's um it's about connection with self and we start with that connection through the body yeah. um and so that's what we really hope and i agree you know um, um, a big factor in in what we experienced with Dee's journey was this like click like oh okay i i'm experiencing myself in a new way i'm connecting with my body in a new way and so um we're really excited to just sort of better understand your experience um, so that other, I mean, that's how we, that's how we learn and grow ourselves, right? Is through shared experience yeah. with others. So I want to start, Dee, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, like just where are you from? Like, you know, okay. anything you want to share with us just so that our audience can better know who you are. That and then we'll good. dive into the deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Dee. I'm originally from Chicago, uh, permanently now living in uh, about 15 minutes south of Fort Lauderdale and um, married, and I have three children, a second marriage, and my husband Al has two children, so we have, between the two of us, we have five children. Four of them are up in uh, uh, the Chicago area, one is in Tampa, and we have seven grandchildren. Wow. And um, I graduated from DePaul University with my degree in physical education. Mm. Oh. And uh, this was back in the 70s, jobs weren't too plentiful, so I went back to school for nursing. And I started out in the uh, emergency room of a local hospital. And uh, this is, was back in the 80s when land was very, very valuable. So they knocked that hospital down. Then the second hospital I went to, um, I did med surge, acute med surge. And of course, they knocked that hospital down. Oh, wow. Oh, my no, I, they're not going to knock this building <laughs> I was going to say, what about <laughs> our building? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're safe. Um, and then the, the third one, I applied for the job in the ER and at Columbus Hospital in Chicago. And sure enough, that went condo. So I went to work at Northwestern Memorial, downtown Chicago. And the education there was phenomenal. Mm. Things that you only would read in the books mm. um, was actually witnessing to. And then... Uh, Al and I got married in 1999 and moved out to a suburb of Chicago and getting downtown for a couple hours was, you know, not my ideal of driving. And uh, so I went to work for another community hospital outside of Chicago and sure enough, they built a new hospital. <laughs> and, oh, I know Tyler, this building is safe, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so fast forward, I um, I did floor nursing. Uh, um, my sp uh, I liked being in the postpartum and the antepartum. Uh, left labor and delivery to the young ones. And then uh, I was uh, teaching childbirth ed for many years. And then 2004, they promoted me to managing uh, the childbirth ed department. Oh, wow. And uh, so then retired, and uh, we had moved to Florida. And I love it. We go up. In fact, we're going up in May for one of the grandchildren has a graduation. And uh, then in January, that's when all, oh, um, I had worked with a trainer uh, back in 2011. Mm -hmm. This was a contest run by one of the local papers, mm -hmm. and this was the trainer from hell. Oh. I can't say that. You can say hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, we <laughs> have, say any word yeah. We have an explicit <laughs> tag, actually, which yeah. is so funny because we don't ever talk. Anyway. Well, let's let's use the tag. Yeah. yeah. Lean in, girl. Yeah. Um, I know on one of the uh, podcasts, one of your visitors was talking, or one of your guests was talking about uh, macros. And this one day I had, uh, he spent a whole day how to calculate how much percentage of fat yeah. and um, carbs and everything, protein. And, but he didn't say specifically to actually do it the next day to keep a log. I was keeping a log of what I was eating. And um, 
I got back to the gym and he looked and he goes, you didn't do what you were ordered to do. Give me 20 burpees in front of the whole gym. Oh, oh guess the, so, it's the boot camp style. So yeah. shame as a tactic as well. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a free contest because I had written in that, you know, I'm certified in car seats and sometimes I can't get into the back seat of the car. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like a hippo in a bathtub mm. trying to check people's car seats. And if you have yours, I'll check yours. <laughs> um, and so I thought, okay, I've got to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm working with a trainer. I'm learning things. Um, so what if he wants to shame in public? That's okay. I can accept that. And then, mm. uh, yeah. And so then I've always been active, um, you know, with my background in phys ed. And I had dropped uh, 50 pounds in 12 weeks. Mm, and, yeah, that was fast. And, uh, and I know on, a lot on the podcast you talk about, one of the guests talked about, um, you know, she had dropped so much weight and she won first place in the bodybuilding. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And she was like empty. You know, mm-hmm. so time goes on. You think that on. when you get there, you're going to feel really great about yourself. Yeah. But you're there and you're like, you're there. No, nothing changed. Yeah. yeah exactly. So fast forward, um, we are down in Florida and an uh, um, uh, advertisement popped up on Facebook. Mm. And it said, we shape. I thought, what's we shape? Okay. And it said, a free 30-day challenge. And I'm like, nothing is free. So I'm looking at the fine print and I thought, Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Submit an application, and I did. And I got the uh, email that said, okay, you're you're joining our 30-day challenge. (laughs) And the whole time you're like, what's the next? What's the catch? catch? catch. What's the catch here? And, uh, you know, and I looked at it, and I said, okay, it breaks it down into four areas. Mm -hmm. One of them is movement. I thought, I've been in a gym. I've worked with trainers from hell. I know equipment and weights and everything, and I like to move. And another one was community. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's easy peasy. You know, I'm a nurse. I'm supposed to be listening, um, good listening skills. And I have the gift of gab, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Clearly. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy peasy. Um, and then uh, another one was uh, um, my intention. Why did I want to join this 30-day challenge? And I thought, well, to lose weight, um, to get in better shape, get back into a closet full of clothes that I have. Um, I've been following the Mediterranean way, trying to get rid of the processed foods and go natural. And uh, But, okay, well, yeah, intention to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was beliefs. Well, that was easy, too. I have a belief system that says you should be healthy. Um, I would always preach to the um, childbirth ed couples, um, you know, uh, d- try to decrease the stress. Mm-hmm. because your body doesn't know. Are you running down a dark street at 2 in the morning, or are you sitting and going, worry, worry, worry? Yeah. And uh, um, it reacts the same. So I could preach this, but I couldn't believe it. Mm. Even though I could preach it, I would teach my, my daughters and my sons, stand up for yourself. You know, Don't be the person that always says yes, yes to everything, and then you kick yourself in the butt wondering, why did I do that? And, you know, so that's when I saw this challenge. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So was your experience with the challenge what you thought it was going to be? Yes. Um, originally, no, because I kept thinking, okay, I like these workouts. Um, I do half of them on the bed, and I can do the other half on the uh, the dresser and or against the wall. And, uh, okay. Um, the difficult part came um, and one of the challenge, uh, we had to include a photo. Mm-hmm. 
And my knee had gone out two years ago. I have no meniscus in my right knee. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have bone on bone and bone spurs. And since January 16th, with the motion as lotion um, and just movement, yeah. I have no pain in my right knee. I love wow. that. That's so big. And I just, maybe we could unpack these pieces and your experience in them kind of one at a time. And, um, you know, one of the things that I get frustrated about, as you know, we're, we're a startup company. We're trying to grow. And um, what I do is I stand in front of somebody who's a potential investor and I tell them about what we're doing. They, say, they give me seven minutes or whatever, right? And then it ends and they go, what's, what's, what's different from you in Peloton? And I go, everything, if you just give me a little bit more time to describe something, because we're doing something way different than what people's expectation of what fitness or whatever might be. And so um, I'd be curious on the movement side. You know, you joined in and you see movements and you think, oh, I'm, I know gym stuff. I know punishing myself. And so much of what we do is teaching you how to move your body the way it was meant to and helping you build that strength, flexibility, balance, and coordination that gets you out of pain, that allows you to move through your daily life with comfort and ease. And um, maybe you could just share with me kind of your expectation and then your experience. I thought I would have to be doing a complete body sweat. Yeah. And that was the one Pump thing. Pump your muscles and get oh, your heart yeah. rate up. And, you know, yeah. doing so many reps of this and reps of that. But I love how on the dashboard and you go to the uh, workouts, and if it's too easy, you just hit the upscale button. Yeah. Um, some of the ones, like for the deep squats, I scale down on that one. Yeah. Um, but you have the option of scaling up. And now that I've been scaling up, yeah, I'm starting to get a little hot yeah. under the collar. This is the thing that I tell people all the time is that the expectation is, uh, you know, with fitness is like that you're going to pump your muscles and you're going to sweat and you're going to elevate your heart rate. And I go like... You're just, you're shooting a cannon from a canoe when you do that. You've got to be able to build a strong foundation. A strong foundation means, you know, mind-muscle connection, means um, the ability to move properly. And then, as you're saying, as you scale the difficulty of the movements up, then increases range of motion, speed, et cetera, you'll get to the muscles pumping and the sweating, but with a core foundation of movement has to be there. I had walked down the street today um, uh, with uh, uh, Helen, and we walked like two blocks down. And two bucks back, you'd never know that two years ago, I couldn't even step on my right knee. Mm. The foot was bent up like in a kneeling position, and I couldn't straighten it. Yeah. Um, did the walker, did the cane. And you wouldn't know, by the way, I kept up with, you know, with Helen, yeah. um, that I had had any kind of a knee problem. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's the motion. If I don't do the workout, the workout in the morning just starts my whole day. Yeah, wakes the muscles up. And it, the body does. Up. Yeah. it does, it yeah. does. Well, I think there's just so much confusion around exercise. And I think that we all have this mentality that we're gonna exercise to burn calories, exercise to sweat so much, exercise to lose weight, Tone. exercise to fit in these pants. And I think that we, what we're trying to say here with We Shape, and that's why I think we get frustrated when people are like, oh, it's just like any, I'm like, well, it, it's not. Yeah. Um, I think what's hard is that there is a certain level of education that we all have to be a part of in order to understand the benefit. We're trying to set up the We Shape way so that people just push play, they join the community, and then the evolution of like, oh, this feels different can be embodied. Now, translating that to an investor is a different is a different challenge, but... I think what we're trying to say is like what we think is connection with body and what we think is exercise that really benefits us is likely not. Yeah. <laughs> and what we have to do is we have to be willing to shift our perception to let's connect with our body in a new way that's more sustainable 
and it, and what's going to happen is that it's not going to look the same way as something that you've done in the past. Yeah. And you right. use the word education. And, and while I agree that we can educate people about the underlying philosophy we have, to me, it's an experience, right? If you work with someone who deeply understands how the body is intended to move and you're coming from that place, you're mindfully moving rather than mindlessly moving, all of a sudden you're able to do things and connect with your body and start feeling those things like, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't stand up from a chair without a lot of pain, and now I can, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes a huge difference, right? And you have to feel it. I wish I could just tell these investors, come join a challenge and tell me, tell me what you think I of 30 know. days. And it makes me yeah. laugh so much because we've had Dr. James Vager on, and um, he's a good friend of mine. And like, when you understand these, these, these movements and the intention behind why we're doing it, I, one of my favorite things to do is to drive in the car with him or to drive in the car <laughs> with Tyler. And then like someone will be on a run next to us and I'll be like, don't look, don't look at that person's knees, keep driving because it's like, they're like, no, please don't hurt yourself. You know, it's like, I think we think that the more we run, the harder the, the classes, the more we sweat. If, oh, I almost threw up in my workout, like that equals good. Yeah. And I think what more we're trying- More is not better. Uh, yeah, I think- Better is better. I think mm -hmm. that what we're trying to say is like, let's shift, the in, let's shift the intention to connection with body, to movement, to strength, to flexibility, to coordination, to balance. And I think when we do that, we have a recipe for long-term sustainability with a program. Yeah. And then I think we also are given an opportunity to connect with our body in a certain way. I mean, what fitness program have you joined that says, oh, your body's feeling tired today. We'd like for you to do less. We'd like for you to rest. Not a one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's counterintuitive. To, it's actually not counterintuitive. We actually sat with our it's intuition. It's intuitive. Very. But it's, it's counter to what we know to be true in the fitness industry and in our culture. And we're trying to give people, my goal here is to give people permission to crack the door to curiosity and try a different way and then see how they feel. Let, I, I'm not, I'm not, maybe someone won't feel great. Let I don't the know. Results speak for themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I'd mm -hmm. love to just like better understand, like Tyler is talking about this, this, like something clicked in you. Hold, hold on, before we okay, go there, I want to okay. wrap up movement, then we get to the okay. click. Right? Okay, you're, you're on, you have an yeah. agenda. Okay, I just, here we I just, go. I just have one more movement question, right? Um, which is, uh, you know, what I watch on our live Q&A calls, when I get on a call and people get to ask me questions, right, and I answer them, what I've noticed is that over time, people who've been with us for a little while ask more sophisticated questions. And what that tells me is that they're building a better sense of awareness around how their body is supposed to move, right? You're one of those people who I see asking questions that each time I go, ooh, it's a little more sophisticated than the last question. And so I'm just curious about your experience with, it, with that feeling of connecting to self and that awareness of how your body's supposed to move rather than just mindlessly going through exercise. Like what was that experience to you to go from, you know, somebody telling you, shaming you and telling you to like push harder and do burpees and all this stuff to actually being educated on what your body's supposed to do and how it's supposed to feel. You know, it's funny because um, my husband, Al, has a 100% rotator cuff tear. Yeah. And he was not going to go have the surgery. And he strengthened the muscles and his deltoid is picked up all the slack from uh, the 100% tear. And I thought, you know, people ask me after my knee went out, um, and no cartilage, oh, how soon are you going to have a knee replacement? Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to try building up the muscles around it. So starting with this challenge and starting with the warm-up exercises and then moving up, I was so aware of, okay, I can actually stand up in a chair and sit down in a chair. Mm -hmm. Stand up and sit down, where I couldn't do that before. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I am strengthening those muscles. I don't have to do 80 reps, 
you know, of X amount of time in the gym, but I am so strengthening those muscles around my knee. Yeah. So for me, that was just the pinnacle of And build, building better awareness around movement, right? So mm-hmm. like what you're referring to, if somebody's in a chair and they go to stand up and they put all their weight on their toes, their knee's gonna hurt, especially if they have knee pain. Yeah. If they put it into their heels and they hinge through the hips, all of a sudden, whoa, most of my knee pain went away, right? And those little aha moments can make such a huge difference in someone's quality of life. So I was walking down the street today with uh, with Helen, and all of a sudden I said, "Oh, I got to make sure my feet are straight and my head is up high." Tyler would be proud of me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just the, yeah, so many. It pe- just becomes natural. So many people aren't; they just aren't reminded of their body is supposed to move in a certain way. We're supposed to have good posture. We're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to make sure our knees are going the same direction as our toes. We're supposed to have good weight distribution on our feet. And if we ignore that and we just go for effort and volume, like we're just again, I, I always think of shooting a cannon from a canoe because one of my mentors that was his number one phrase he would say which is just imagine that you know imagine that phrase and it just doesn't, doesn't work. seem like it well, would go well yeah i like to think about it also in the perspective of you're either um like like looking through the lens of this type of movement as exercise you're either um coming to us because you already have an injury and so you're coming to us because the other programs out there aren't going to cater to what you actually need like you physically have to or you're just waiting to come to us because it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Like before aches, pains, injuries. All it, it, that, it's just yeah. like we think that because our body is working, we can just push through anything and not focus on these things. Mm. And that's what James said when he came on the podcast. Okay, keep doing that. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. So when people say, "Oh, cool, we shape, yeah, whatever," I do my other class and I'm fine. Well, I don't want to like put down all the other programs. Maybe there's something I'm not aware of, but. For the most part, I would say, okay, well, we'll see you later. Because it, 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 we have to focus on those core foundational movement patterns if you're going to have – that's why I keep using the word sustainability. Yeah. That's not sustainable. You're not going to be able to do that in your 60s, 70s, 80s. It's not going to happen. In fact, now you're going to have to go do the repair from doing that in your 20s, 30s, 40s. You, yeah. it's so If you could fast forward anybody who feels good in their body but has bad movement in their 20s to when they're like 70, I promise you they would start – doing things differently when they're 20. And I think one of my benefits was just getting injured a couple times. Hurt early, actually like really, really painfully <laughs> hurt early. And it was like, wow, I know what it's like to be in a body where you have to stand up from a restaurant and stretch your knee for two minutes before you can take that first step because there was all this arthritis and crud built up in there from these injuries. And that just makes you come from a different place when you're trying to help people with um, with exercise, right? Yeah, so it's not about like bashing the other programs. It's about mm-hmm. saying if you're participating in a program, I'd love for you to evaluate, is this program rooted in exercise science? Is this program rooted in fundamental foundational movements? Yeah. Is it rooted in strength, flexibility, like proper biomechanics? And if the answer is no, then I think it is important to pause and say, this might be working now, but will this be sustainable for the future? Yeah. And so, you know, I feel a lot of gratitude that we can offer this product to people who feel like they can't participate in those. But I also feel like it's my job to have a warning to people that, like, if we're not going to see you now, we're probably going to see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to work on it. Otherwise, you're going to be in miserable pain, you know, for yeah. the rest of your life. You won't be able to do what you want to do. So, okay, I'm good on the movement side of things. So, Katie, I, I know you want to <laughs> jump on this beliefs because we all saw it. Something happened in D Absolutely. and she came to well, a live Well, I feel call like we should day. start with community. Boom. Because yeah. that's sort of the next. Oh, okay, we'll tease Sorry, that we're one for teasing the, Yeah, we'll tease it. So okay. you came in and you're like, community. I know community, but can you share your experience about what the We Shape community meant to you? Did you, like, what did you think coming in? Like, what was your experience? Because I heard that? you say, communi- oh, community, I'm a nurse. I'm a good listener. 
I can listen to others. Yeah. Ooh, that's not necessarily as a two-way street, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah, go ahead and feel that um, for us. The community atmosphere is phenomenal. Um, started with the community, and I noticed that a lot of, first of all, there's always um, the moderators, you know, you guys um, will always say, uh, this is a non-judgmental group. Um, this is a safe zone. You can f say what you want. Um, and that's what I noticed, which was really cool because a lot of times people were verbalizing the same thing that I thought, wow, you know, um, you should be this way or you should be that way or a lot of stuff when you're a kid. And then the more Zooms that you attend on the community um, page, you start looking for the same people. Mm. You know, um, you start looking, oh, there's a Brenda and there's a Sarah. And, you know, um, it's, it's, you see the same faces and then the new ones come in. And it's just that it's a free zone. It's a safe zone. That's the best thing. Um, We're not there to fix anything. Exactly. You know, it's not a nutritional thing. It's not a, a you should be doing this thing. But it's a group of people on a, um, on a Zoom call that are sharing their wins. And my biggest win came, yeah. Um, and their, their struggles. What are they struggling with? Yeah. You know, somebody has gone, let's say, on a binge eating and just, you know, the one night um, uh, Al wasn't home for dinner, and uh, I was just really hungry. I had had, was doing things like during lunchtime, I hadn't eaten, and on my fourth waffle, I was like, oh, boy, that tasted good. And in the beginning, I would have said, oh, my God, what did I just do? Oh, man, you know, and the guilt would come in. And now I can say, okay, that tasted good. Um, let's get back on, you know, uh, uh, yeah. my Mediterranean or whatever, my frame of mind. Mm. Uh, don't bash. Don't yeah. bash yourself. That's yeah. one of the big things in community. Um, so people will talk about their wins. Um, people will talk about their, their tough times. And yeah. that's what's great because you start recognizing these people. And you know, you learn about their backgrounds. And the community, it's, it's awesome. You, it's said really something, you said something really powerful there, which this is the experience I get to have on the other end of the, the calls, which is like, you see the people who have been there for a while and have been in these live calls and in the community and doing the workouts for a while. And like, you see some sense of them starting to get what we're trying to do here, right? Show up for yourself out of an act of self-care rather than self-judgment. Accept yourself. Don't beat yourself up when you want to have a cookie, right? Like, enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and when, we, when we eat that cookie and we apply shame and blah, 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 it fractures our, our, our sense of self and then we end up making more decisions around that and more. It's just like, it's like a snowball effect towards basically hating ourselves, sure. right? And what I watch over and over again is people coming in with the same intention, right? I'm gonna, I'm here to lose weight, tone up, you know, whatever. Like you were on the call the other day, right? And we had that, that lady who came on board was like, I'm having trouble getting started and everything. Well, what do you wanna do? Well, I wanna, you know, tone up and like everything. Okay, yeah. let, me, let me like take this and just, and we'll take it apart from a belief perspective. And then we'll say, hey, lean into community. And one thing I was really proud of is it was kind of a smaller call. And I said, you know, accountability is great. Does anybody wanna be the accountability partner? And Dee was on the call and she went, boom, shot her hand right up in the air. So just connecting people with each other so they can support each other is really beautiful. But, but um, I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be real clear about the accountability. Yeah. We're being accountable to each other for showing up for ourselves. Yes. Not accountable to make sure you didn't eat the cookie. Yes. Not accountable yeah. to make sure you Thank finished you. the workout. It's yeah. accountability from the sense of, 
I, I, we almost should rename that. Like, who's here to be a support friend or something? Yeah. Because it's like, Good you call. know, sometimes it is hard to show up for ourselves. But I think that we're trained that if we don't push play on the workout, we are suddenly worthy of all this like guilt and shame. It's like, no, you're pushing play as a way to take care of yourself. And some days you can't push play because that is a way of taking care of yourself. Yeah. So the quote unquote accountability partner is the person who's making sure that you can have someone to touch base with about caring for yourself. Yeah. Not about completing something, not about following a diet, not about checking in about your weight loss. It's literally like, I know it's hard to show up for yourself. I'm here if you're having trouble showing up for yourself. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that we're really yeah, clear thank on you that. For clarifying. Yeah. The thing I really wanted to touch on as well was like, <clears throat> you, you touched on this. When you show up for a call and you do nothing, you don't even have to engage, you don't have to have your camera, nothing on. You just listen to the stuff. The moment you hear someone share a struggle that's similar to yours, and other people be like, I used to be in that struggle too. And it's ultimately a struggle of self-acceptance. It's a struggle of self-love. And you know, I feel like our job as facilitators is just to be like, maybe you should love yourself a little more. Maybe you should be kind to yourself. Maybe you should show up for yourself. Maybe you should love yourself a little bit more. I mean, it's really like a lot of the same answer over and over again in a certain sense. But um, I think that even when you just hear somebody, you recognize that you're not alone. Because so many of us, including that call we were on that last week, you know, she's like, I didn't even want to answer, ask the question because I felt like you know people have gotten past this. People, I'm like struggling to take action. But no, this is this is the human condition, right? Struggling to show up for ourselves. This is what we've been brainwashed to believe is the right thing to do, right? And I think that um, it's just a beautiful thing to say. Even if you just show up for a call and just listen, what you'll notice is somebody else has the same struggle. You're not alone. You're not on an island. And then when you see that, you go, oh, now I have people around me who can support me through that struggle, and that's huge. So thank you for sharing that. Welcome. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next pillar of beliefs. Oh, yeah. So I'd love to know, if possible, if you could share like one or two beliefs that you had about yourself before you came to We Shape, and were you able to crack the door to curiosity, as we like to say, and discover maybe other beliefs that existed? Oh, that's a good one. Um, beliefs. Um, when I had started, like I said, it was a belief, well, I can do this and I can do that and I know what to say to people and I tell other people what to say and do. Um, but for me, it was really hard. And, you know, being, being a nurse, being a mom, being a woman, being a parent, it's you say and do and you push everybody else as number one. So I was raised two beliefs. One, everybody else comes first. Mm. because that's what good people do. Mm. Um, everybody else, you know, has to come first. And you're a good mom if everybody comes first. You're a good nurse if everybody comes first, and this and that. And so that was my first belief. And boy, did that change. Mm. Um, that was the click. That was the click. Um, and the second belief was um, you have to mold into the expectations of what people want you to do and want you to say. To be accepted, you have to do um, what everybody wants from you. Um, should I go into the adoption? You can go into whatever okay. direction you want to. Um, I was adopted as an infant, and uh, my birth mom was 26 years old, single and pregnant, and there was a uh, paraplegic couple, my dad, um, my adoptive dad, my only dad. Um, my mom and dad were engaged in 1941, and then he was shot in the back in 1944 over a Normandy invasion. And uh, they got married in 46, 
and none of the adoption agencies would give them a baby because they said paraplegics only had six months or seven years to live. And my dad lived till 1993. Mm -hmm. um, a little side note, when I worked at Northwestern Memorial downtown, next door was rehab, where Superman was, Illinois rehab, after he broke his <laughs> neck. So they would give me all the ladies, that the new moms that were paralyzed, and you could see this look of fear and kind of being scared, like how can I be a new mom if I'm a paraplegic or I'm in a wheelchair? And I would say, you know, my dad taught me how to ride a bike, and he didn't have to wow. run along next to me. Mm. You got this. That's beautiful. So... Um, you know, back to mom and dad. So I was a private adoption and, you know, they always said that I was special. Um, they picked me out, uh, but there was always a caveat to that. Um, you're special, we picked you out, but if you're not good, we'll send you back. Mm. Oh, wow. And mm. I just thought, okay. So um, I thought this was normal. Um, All kids think their experiences are normal. Yeah, <laughs> and so, I learned at a very early age to do and say what I thought they wanted. Yeah, that's where the pattern of, of serving other was built, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I had to be the good girl so I wouldn't be, quote, sent back. And then as you grow up, um, I reached a feminine maturity, if you want to call it, uh, at the age of nine and a half. Um, and so I blossomed to five foot four, 110 pounds when I was like in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And I've been five foot four ever since <laughs> fourth or fifth grade. And so to blend in because everybody is super skinny, you know, um, you become like the class clown or you come with the, uh, the one with all the funny little jokes and to fit in. And then as you get older, um, if you move into a new community, you just say yes to everything. If they want you to be a, you know, a co-president of this or on this board or that, you just say yes, yes. And then you're like, why did I say yes? Mm. Okay, well, to be accepted. Because that's the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as a nurse, you listen to everybody and you try to fix people. Um, but yeah, you you just learn to be accepted. Uh, to make friends, to be valued, you just go into this mold of doing everything for everybody else. And that's how I live my life. And lived, I didn't lived, lived your lived, life. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Al always told me, like I said, second marriage will be married for 24 years. And he always said, D, be yourself. And I said, I don't know how. Mm. He said, because I was afraid if I said the wrong thing, or he would just say, adios, goodbye. You'd get sent back, Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, they say that we never leave our first relationships and we just have to build awareness around them and be able to make different choices in those moments, you know? And yes. um, I think that's hard for a lot of people to go back and face those demons that kind of conditioned us into who we are. But you got to if you oh, yeah. want to remove the conditioning. But it's also, yeah. this is what I talk about a lot in the calls. It's challenging. Um, and I have a particular, you know, like space in my heart for uh, people who identify as female. Um, I'm not saying that men aren't impacted sure. by this as well, but I think no, that there's a lot more people being like, pressured to like, be good little girls. Yeah, there, it's like this sure. idea that you know we have these family systems that have these narratives, and then we get out into the world, and it's supported by the culture. 
So if you're going to do anything outside of those, that's like a powerful message, right? That's a powerful journey to like go out into the world and then get those same messages in your career and get those same messages as a mom and society. It's like we have to learn how to hold people differently as a community. But the only way we can start doing that is by holding ourselves differently. But that transition from going from I grew up with these messages, these messages were supported into my adulthood by the community and the culture that I'm a part of. And now I have to kind of unravel all of those things is very challenging and it's yeah. painful because I know in my own experience, there's grief associated with that. Like, wait a minute, this other path was available to me and I wasn't there and I wasted time and I, and you know, those are hard things to have to deal with. But I feel like that is what needs to happen in order to break free and know that like, I don't have to be on that path. I have freedom in a different way. And that is what I really hope people like leave WeShape with is understanding that we want to give them permission to evaluate the belief systems, to understand the cultural narratives that have been placed on them, and then to make a decision. Does this serve me? Does this leave me feeling satisfied and fulfilled? Or is there another path that I can go down? And is it safe to go down here? And I feel like what we can do with our community at WeShape when we're evaluating these beliefs mm -hmm. is we can give people permission to say, you have support, you have a community, and it's safe to explore that other path. And that's mm -hmm. what I witnessed, and that's what I went through. Um, because it was the belief system that really changed me. Um, you know, uh, being in that mold of always, you know, pushing everybody number one and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but the belief system, when I had to start scaling back and peeling those layers of the onion, that's, and it does, you really do some soul searching, you know. Um, but uh, the one thing about, um, Al would always tell me, there isn't anything that we can't handle as long as you keep talking to me. Mm. That's beautiful. And because I was always the one that um, if I couldn't handle something, I'd go inside my body and try to figure it out myself mm -hmm. and um, could nurture everybody. And that's why I loved your podcast on nurturing the nurturer with the teddy bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. That was powerful, let me tell you. But anyway, yeah. um, you guys got to go back and listen to that podcast. Um, but so going through um, and peeling back the layers and something that was so simple that I didn't think anything of was the turning point. I had an, um, an appointment to see the dental hygienist to have my teeth cleaned. And she had said, um, I had gotten a call and says, Dee, could you change your time from 10 o'clock to 2 p.m.? And I <laughs> this just the domino. said... This is the domino. I love yeah, it. Yeah, this is it. the domino. This was the defining moment, um, almost the defining moment. Um, because what happened was when Nina had said to me, and I'll get to that. But so I thought, you know what? Um, Kaysen's call um, comes on right at 2 o'clock, you know, Eastern time. And so I want to be there for that. So I just said, no, if it's okay, I'd like to keep my, you know, my regular appointment. You said no. I said no. Okay. So I get to Nina's call on the community. And that's the one thing where it ties into community that um, they will support you. So I, you know, got to Nina's call and we were talking about the we wins. And I said, yeah, I, I told my doctor's office, no, I don't want to change my um, appointment and she goes that's a great win and it was that <laughs> moment you know um, for me it was like 
I am. <laughs> I actually said no. Um, and then it was funny because a couple of weeks ago. Um, you gave yourself permission to put I yourself gave my, first. Yes. And it carried through. I had a, um, an occurrence uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was picked as a volunteer of the year award. And this one lady had come up to me and she goes, you know, I need you to chair, uh, chair this committee. And I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, my plate is full. Thank you anyway. Oh and I'm thinking, my gosh. Yes, I, just I love wanted, it. I wanted every cell in my body is cheering for you right now. And you know, that was my experience of you. Yeah. Is, is we got on a, one of the live calls we were there for. Um, you, you shared your experience and, and you just had this like moment of like, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I could show up for myself. And you were like, I used to say yes to everything, just yes to everything. And I'm saying no, and I'm saying no, and I'm saying no, and, and I feel fantastic, <laughs> and I'm showing up for me. And it was just like this that moment of fun. like, wow, she got it. She like really it. understood it. And, and what you're understanding is this, caring for other does not mean abandoning self, Yes. right? Correct. Caring for someone else and, and loving someone else and showing them kindness does not mean doing for them what they want you to do, yeah. right? It means showing up for yourself first and showing up for them because you want to, yeah. not because you feel you have to. And that is such a valuable lesson. You know, and the program is, you know, just has taught me and becoming a part of the program. And I've said it before to you guys, um, this is a great product. It's a great program. Um, because Al says, I smile more now. Um, <laughs> I've got a inward confidence mm. that I can, I can handle anything. Um, you know, on that fourth waffle, I was super hungry. This was my dinner after I had this uh, 1800 sodium content TV dinner. Um, and it was like, that's okay. There's tomorrow. It's okay. And I've stopped beating myself up. You know, when you're a little kid and you don't want to be sent back and if you do something wrong, well, that's what I get. You know, um, you do something else and no brothers nor, or sisters, nobody to turn to if I got myself into a pickle. And it's like, well, that's what I deserve. That's what I get. To now, yeah, I can do this. Mm. And I have done this. And it's because of this program. You know, um, do I have to say that because I'm sitting at a podcast with you <laughs> three guys? You know, uh, it's still surreal. But it's true. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, it just, uh, um, the program works. But for myself, that was the defining moment when I just thought, no, oh, something is easy as saying no. Because I've always thought, well, Somebody deserved, they must be busy. Somebody deserved to have me um, uh, change my appointment. They needed that time slot yeah. more than I did. Sacrifice yourself, yeah. Exactly, and I thought, you know what, no, uh-uh. And you know, I've um, told my kids, if you're happy, it sounds selfish as a woman, a nurse, a parent, whatever, if you're happy, take care of yourself first. I would tell this to all the pregnant couples. Um, make yourself first because then everybody around you will be benefiting from your happiness but it always sounded so selfish and mm. but you, you didn't believe your own didn't advice. believe it yeah no but yeah. going on the community you know peeling back those layers that was the tough part because i did have to examine what where were my beliefs going back to childhood and this and this and this and what do i believe now and peeling back the layers um, doing the workouts, I find, you know, I turned on the workout this morning, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, and doing the workouts and it's just, and looking forward to the community and seeing the other people and hearing about their wins and their, you know, um, their difficulties. Um, and then it gets to the point where your intent changes. 
Uh, I was you know. just going to go there. I was going to say, yeah, intention take is us nice, away, right? D. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So tell. So I mean, you let, let's let's do let's go there. Yeah. So you started We Shape before mm-hmm. you knew anything about us with the intention to get healthy, lose weight, um, a free thirty day challenge. Um, yeah, I like challenges. I worked with a trainer. You know, that was a challenge, and um, yeah, I can do this. And, and now that you've been here, oh post challenge, what are your intentions now? Um, being in we shape continue the happiness from within continue making myself first um making good choices you know um and just living each day to the fullest and let me ask you this dang had you come in had the intention to lose weight lost the weight Mm -hmm. or had this experience like do you believe you would have been as can i say can i ask it a different way sorry i just just want to ask this a different way okay you lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks (laughs) yes and you felt empty inside. Yeah. It was good for the moment. It was good for, um, you know, they, they had like a hors d'oeuvre and, you know, but it was good. But there was a part of it where we were just the trainer's trophy. Mm. You know, the very last day before we had that final weigh-in, um, we had to take a garbage bag and I had to poke a hole out of it, and it was like, and then put my clothes on top of it, where I was like wrapped in a garbage bag, and I did my three mile walk, oh. just to and lose more, to sweat like it a out, water and lose sweat it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and this was like the day before we had the final weigh in, mm. so it was, you know, I was thankful for the knowledge I learned, of you know calculating, uh, you know, protein, carbs, fats, and all of that. Um, but it was there was a little part of you like. I was just their trophy. Wow. You know, so it was fun to have, you know, had that night where I was in a Tadachi dress and I was like, oh, yeah, I had um, seen that out in Las Vegas and it's got the high slit, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the high slit up the side and the V-neck and that was really, really nice. But then it was like, okay, now what? Nothing's changed inside. Nothing had changed inside until We Shape. And with We Shape... We oh, told yeah. you to throw your scale away. <laughs> so I don't even know if you're measuring that. Hopefully you're not. Um, I did, well, I'll still get on it every now and then. Okay. Um, we can fix that. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell by the clothes. Yeah. If it starts getting a little bit tighter, whatever. Um, but I still, in the back of my mind, will... I'm making good choices, you know. Um, but, like, if I want to, you know, if I want a French fry here and there, that's fine. I don't beat myself up. If I wanted the four, you know, without the sugar-free syrup, it was the, you know, the regular syrup. Um, but the thing is, my mindset has changed mm. 10,000% after mm. doing the WeShape program. So you showed up in self-judgment, lost 50 pounds, and felt unfulfilled. Correct. And this was 20, uh, 2011. And mm. then you showed up with us and not really oh, wow. showing what to expect. And you shed the self-judgment. And the scale didn't matter. And you felt fulfilled. Yeah. People know me. They know that if I am excited and I am very happy and I have diarrhea of the mouth, I don't shut up. (laughs) Um, If I'm bugged by something, I retreat in and I have just been nonstop. People sitting next to me on the plane, they were coming uh, to Santa Cruz to visit family and they asked why I was coming. And I said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> they were a couple Five hours of, later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, so it's just, you know, I've told everybody about it. But, you know, from the physical feeling better, but that deep down inside my soul, it's about time. Oh, mm. God. Yeah. And that's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I just want to thank, I feel like we couldn't have had a better ending line. I know, so right? I just want to um, thank you so much oh, thank for you guys. trusting the experience. Oh, this is surreal. <laughs> for uh, putting yourself first and for really just trusting the process. And I'm so grateful that you gave us your time and came all the way out here. And uh, I just want to thank you so much, Dee. You're, you're such a, a gift to us here at WeShape. You know, and it's been surreal. You know, I kept saying, I'm going to California. And then I get the uh, uh, email from uh, Helen and the stationery says, welcome to California. Oh, I and saw I, that. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm really going there, aren't I? And then walking in and seeing, well, Helen, you know, picked me up at the airport. But then walking in and seeing you guys, um, it's like, is this a dream? Is this surreal? You know, I'm so used to seeing you on my my laptop. Yeah. You know, my 19-inch screen laptop. And uh, But I want to thank you guys. Um, you've rolled out the red carpet. Um, in Helen's email when she said, you know, um, there's something I want, uh, whatever. And she kept saying what you need or what you want. There were a kajillion amount of the word Y-O-U. Yeah. Mm. And Al read it, and he looked at me, and he said, you're not used to somebody rolling out a red carpet and going, you, what can I get you? Do you like coffee? And do you, but, but, you, 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 and I will pick you up at the airport. And I looked at Al, and I said, no, I wasn't. So I just want to, you know, thank you so, so much. The experience has been, you know, made um, friendships on the community. The community is important. It really is. And the movement, um, walking up and down the street, just, but it's that feeling inside, mm -hmm. and it was peeling back the levels, and you saying, that's a great win, and at first I thought, I just told him no, but that was the <laughs> first time, and it was that moment, I can still picture that moment. I remember. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and just, uh, um, everybody has been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you something, um, you showing up for yourself and sharing your story <laughs> does more for us than you'll ever imagine. Aww. It's thank the you. gift that really we get does. for doing this. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone was inspired by Dee today. I know that I was. And I hope if you're listening and you're feeling stuck, we have a space for you here at WeShape. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you again, Dee. And we will see everyone next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, make sure you click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash free, where you can build your first workout and activate your two-week free trial. See you next week.